You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic with Dr. Heidi, a toxic relationship specialist. Here, we bring hope, healing, and freedom to those who have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Learn to not only recognize a red flag when you see one, but have the courage to choose yourself and move forward in a life that's free from toxic control of others. Living in an environment that's not healthy for you can cause this type of abuse to be accepted as normal. The truth is, it's not normal. It's toxic. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're sharing. It's not normal, it's toxic. Rid your life of toxic people. Thank you for sharing this. I had no idea this podcast was going to do this when I started it a little over two years ago. Um, As many of you know, parts of my story, the reason, the sole reason for me starting this podcast was for me to get comfortable talking about my past. As you know, when you're in it, you one, are not allowed to talk about it. Two, people don't understand it when you do talk about it and you end up feeling like you're overreacting or you can't stand on your own two feet. So we learn not to talk about it. And when I started this podcast, I thought, if I have to be able to help people with this, I have to get comfortable talking about this. I had no idea we'd have 200,000 people listening to this thing. So, wow. Um, And a lot of that goes to you guys for sharing it and giving it to people, forwarding the link to people that you think it will help. So I really, really appreciate the fact that we are able to reach so many people um, with me just winging it one day two years ago. Um, Announcements. If you are in the Strength Within support group, If you're new to the podcast, the Strength Within Support Group is a private support group that I host on Facebook. Um, If you would like to be in it, you search Strength Within, answer a few of the entry questions. If I have any questions on your answers, I will message you. Um, If you do not want me to message you, put that in your your answer somewhere, um, just for safety reasons. Anyway, the Strength Within Support Group, I did a live video earlier this week and I covered the baseline of the toxic person. My point of view is to educate. That is how I stand different from a counselor or a therapist, which by the way, I am not. Um, the doctor in Dr. Heidi comes from my doctor of chiropractic degree and my toxic relationship awareness and healing Title comes from years in a very, very unhealthy, extremely emotionally abusive relationship. So the Strength Within group, I had done a Facebook Live in there that I got a ton of good feedback on. And what I did is I set the ground of the baseline of the toxic person. The only way you're going to be able to free yourself from a toxic person is to start learning how they think, start understanding why they do what they do, start knowing why the manipulations happen. They're seeking something. So if you are not in the Strength Within group, that video that I did is not perfect because Dr. Heidi wings things, Um, but it was a very educational video. So again, the Strength Within group, there is almost 1,200 people in there, and that is 1,200 people that are going through 
the same or similar situations as you. Now, of course, it is very heavily weighted on the female side, but we have a lot of men in there and the men that are in there have experienced the same thing that the females did. So I know that the men in the group are quiet because it is so heavily weighted with females. If you're in there, be nice to the guys. Just they have gone through the same thing and some of them even worse. So um, in doing so, welcome the men into the support group. Um, again, the support group is all types of relationships. There's people in there with toxic friends. There's people in there with toxic people in their social circles. There's people in the support group who are in toxic work environments, family situations, parents being toxic, children being toxic. And then of course there's people in there that are um, in a toxic intimate relationship, being a spouse, a partner, or um, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. So the Strength Within group is growing daily and most of it is because of the listeners on the podcast. So if you're not in there, search it and get in there. It is, I only have a couple rules, well, when you join, you should probably read the rules because I'm not opposed to kicking people out of there. But this is a very encouraging support group. This is not a support group where we bash the toxic person and this is not a support group where we spend very much time on the toxic person. Yes, we share our stories in there, but we also try to find the positive and give good supportive advice. Um, we never compare our toxic people. We don't do anything like what was the worst name your toxic person ever called you and then 800 comments later. I don't believe in focusing on that. I believe in focusing on you and moving forward. So if you have been in support groups in the past and you felt that there was um, a little bit of negativity, I really try to pull that out of there. So if you're in there and you see negativity, please let me know because I'm, I am adamant about keeping that a positive place. If you watch the video and you like it and you feel like I want more of this information, that is a little tidbit of what happens at the conference. The conference is being held in September. It's being held in St. Louis and it is a two and a half day conference and it is all the education you need to understand your situation for what it really is and understand how the toxic person thinks and what they do. That is the best way I can figure to take their power away. Once you understand it, just like anything in your life, you're hesitant to go into a new job or a new relationship or new anything until you understand it. And as soon as you understand it, you can rock it, right? So this is the same thing. Once you understand it and you put the time into learning what your situation really is, that's where you're gonna take their power away. So the conference, there is a link on the website, coachingwithdrheidi.com. Um, if you have any questions, you can reach me through the Coaching with Dr. Heidi Instagram page or through the Coaching with Dr. Heidi Facebook page. Of course, you can also find me in the Strength Within group. Um, tickets are available. I believe early bird pricing is still on secretly. I know the lady who owns the company and I doubt early bird pricing is going to go off just because of COVID. So if you're thinking about doing that, um, it's held at a place where rooms, there's a room block, will also be available for you to get a room at the actual conference site. Um, it is a very secure location and you won't know the exact location until you register. And that's because uh, we need to keep everybody that's coming safe. Um, the other thing that has been surprising to me is the people that are booking one-on-one -on -one sessions with me. 
I love talking to new people. I love hearing your story. So if you have thought about booking a session with me, um, there is a place to schedule a consultation on my website. If you are a podcast listener, don't forget to use 25OFF for $25 off the first session. Um, if you do book a consultation, it works best if you take the TPA, which is the Toxicity Profile Analysis, before you book it with me. That way I have way more insight to what type of environment you're living in and what type of toxic person you're dealing with. It cuts down on a lot of um, time that we'd have to spend on the call so we can focus on what you are wanting out of the call. I get a lot of emails in, um, if I book a consultation, what do we go over? You know what, that's completely up to you. I kind of get the idea of where you are, what, where you're looking to go, and we can talk about what you need to talk about. Some people actually keep a list of questions, and then when they're ready, we'll book a session with me, and we can go over the answers to their questions. Um, it just depends. If you're completely lost and think, I, I have no idea what I talk about, that's great too, because a lot of times I just start with the education, and as I start educating you in during that first session, questions will come up and you'll be able to just um, go with whatever it is that you're needing. So yes, I love talking to new people. The When you do book a consultation, you will pay for the consultation and then schedule. If you cannot find a spot that works for you according to your work calendar or safety calendar, um, just message me and I'll find a place to put you. Right now I'm booked out about a week, uh, but I know as of right now I have spots available already next week. Okay, uh, what I wanted to talk about today is the words that come out of their mouth. Okay, the importance of not listening to the words that come out of their mouth. I have done a few podcasts just recently really emphasizing their behavior. The why, how can it go from so good to so bad so fast was a couple weeks ago. And that emphasizes the reason they change personalities and the reason they can go from mad to happy to, you know, hot to cold so quickly is because of what they need at that time. So you have all been in a situation where they say something and they do the opposite. Or they say something and then they forget they say it. Or they say something and they insist they never said it. That's what I want to talk about today, and I've kind of got two different areas that I want to go with that. First, I have a lot of people trying to exit stage left of a toxic relationship. When you decide to change the dynamic of a toxic relationship, the toxic person, no matter what type of relationship it is, does not feel the loss of the relationship. They feel the loss of control over you. So in doing so, they're going to do and say anything they can to get back in control of you so that they feel more secure. So if you are in a spot where you have filed for a divorce or moved out or cut them off or let them know that you're no longer going to be in contact, that immediately puts them on a panic roller coaster because they need to know that they're in control in order for them to feel secure. In doing that, they will say anything. They will say anything, whether it's the truth, whether it's a lie, whether it's made to hurt you, whether it is like going for the jugular. They don't care because what they're doing when they say different things is seeing which thing they say that can get a response out of you. 
They need a response to reassure that they're in control. They need to see an emotional reaction. So just a typical scenario of about five of my clients right now are trying to remove themselves from toxic marriages or toxic relationships, intimate relationships. And what happens when you do that is the next day, here come the flowers and the texts of how sorry they are and how much they love you. And this big love bombing starts over. Well, if you don't immediately respond to that, the next morning, they're gonna be mad and everything's gonna be your fault and you didn't try hard enough and that's okay because they can find somebody else faster and you'll never make it without them. The next day, they'll be crying. They're devastated. They don't know what they're ever gonna do without you. The next day, they're gonna let you know that they've already found somebody else and they're gonna try and discard you. The next day, it's gonna be different. There's gonna be different personalities and sometimes it's not even the next day. Sometimes it's merely the next five minutes. So you have to be very, very careful of not listening to the words they say over the phone, not taking to heart the words that come across the texter. That's a word I love using is the texter. Um, they will send novel length emails encompassing everything in your relationship and they will say the opposite at the end from what they said at the beginning. So bottom line that I'm trying to get across today is if you are trying to leave, quit listening to the words that they say. When you are in a relationship, have their words ever held up to their actions. The oldest saying in the book is actions speak louder than words right? Fool me once, fool me twice, that whole thing. You have to remember that the only reason these words are coming out of their mouth is because they are out of control. They are feeling insecure because you have set up a boundary. They don't care what they say because they can deny it tomorrow. They don't care if they hurt your feelings because the goal is to get a reaction. So you don't don't read through those type of texts and don't read through those type of emails with emotion. And a lot of times what I do is I'll have people, if you get a novel sized email, if you have a close friend, don't open it. Forward it to your close friend and say, hey, can you read through this? And if there's anything about the kids or about money or about property or something I need to know, can you let me know? Because when you are in a toxic relationship, you're in it because this person is close to you. We don't stay in toxic relationships with the crabby checker at the grocery store. We don't have to stay in it because they don't, in the scope of our life, they don't mean anything. People are toxic to you because they're close to you. So when you have to sever those ties, there's a lot of emotion involved. There's a whole grieving process that goes along with that. There's the hopes and there's the what ifs and did I do something wrong? Could I have tried harder? All of that goes through your mind when you're trying to cut this person off because they have been close to you. So when they throw the, the words that you've been waiting to hear out, you're gonna bite. So if you're in a situation where you are trying to leave, be very, very careful reading their and listening to their words with emotion. Toxic people are emotional controllers. They have to see an emotion to know they're in control. So they're gonna throw out every emotion they have until they see an emotional reaction from you. And if you read these long, they've never loved anybody as much as they've loved you, or I apologize that I have not been the best sister. I know that you know we've had our differences, but when they start throwing stuff like that out, don't 
read it. If you've seen the cycle of emotional abuse or you've seen the cycle of a toxic relationship with them for years, they are just saying things to get you to react, to remind themselves they're in control. And it is very, very difficult for you to understand, especially if you've already moved out and you don't have to have face-to-face -face contact with them. It's very hard for you to separate the words that are coming out of their mouth with their actions. So just keep very clear on the past cycles you've seen and the goal of the words that they're saying. The goal is control. They don't care if it's a lie. And with that being said, if you're in the support group, or I think I've posted these on Instagram as well, um, I have what I call toxic translation. Okay, they say things absolutely meaning something different. And if you, since you're not, since all of you are not in the support group, I am going to go over some of those sayings that they use and the, what they really mean when they say them. Some of these will hit home to you. Some of these you may have never heard before. But toxic people are very good at trying to tell you that you never listen. You never listen to me. Or you have an awful memory. Okay, when they say you never listen, what they mean and what they think is, if I say that they never listen or that they have a bad memory, it opens up my agenda to say and do anything I want because I can claim that I already told you and you never listen. Or I can claim that you knew about it, you just forgot. So when they tell you you never listen, it doesn't mean you don't listen because I promise you if you were anything like me, you listen very intently because you don't want to miss something. You don't want to be in trouble. You don't want to get told you never listen. You don't want to get told that you have a bad memory. So I know you're listening. But their goal in saying you never listen is so that they can use it against you and do whatever they want on the backside. Another one that I see a lot is, and this is part of their the hoovering, the way they try to suck you back in when you try to leave. And again, some of these are based on intimate relationships, but they can be used in any relationship. When they say, okay, fine, I'll go to counseling. I know it means a lot to you and I really wanna make this work, so I'll go to counseling. I've never agreed to it before, but because you think it will help, I will go. What they're really thinking is, I'm gonna go, but I'm only gonna go once so that I can make sure that the counselor knows that I'm a good person. And then I might go one more time so that I can pick up a bunch of the terms that I can then use against you later. And after that, the counselor's probably gonna see me for who I am and I'm just gonna claim that they're a really bad counselor and I don't like them. And I know for a fact over I don't, I don't know what percentage, but I bet 50% of you have heard the, okay, fine, I'll go to counseling, and then they only went once or twice, and then that was a bad counselor. So the, okay, fine, I'll go to counseling is just words. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean they're even going to try, and it doesn't mean they're going to accept their responsibility in anything that has happened. They're going to make sure that the counselor knows your quotes, crazy, and you overreact all the time. So I don't know how many of you can relate to that. Another big one is, I have changed. You made me think about it and I really, really understand where you're coming from and I promise you I've changed. 
if you'll just give me one more chance, I, I'll prove to you that I've changed. And what that means is I've made an attempt for about a week to be nice, to act concerned. I bought you things. I sent you flowers. I wrote you a card. So you should clearly forget everything that's happened because I'm really changed this time. And I, I want to try again because everybody deserves 52 chances. So when you hear that I have changed, I want you to really reflect on the cycle that you've seen through the years. Every time you thought they changed, did they? I get the question a lot, can they change? I cannot answer that because I'm not gonna, I'm never gonna say never. All I can tell you is accept them for who they are, not who you want them to be because chances are, as soon as they get control again, they're gonna go right back to the way they were. And honestly, we wouldn't, we don't like it when they ask us to change, right? So in all fairness, we shouldn't ask them to change. We should just ask them to go find somebody else to pick on. Another one of the toxic translations that I have on, on this post is, this fight's not gonna be over until you apologize. Okay, what they're really saying is, if I insist on an apology, I can keep control for longer. I can make them overthink, I can make them worry, I can make them sick to their stomach, and then in the end, they're gonna to have to take the blame to make peace with me. And on top of that, I'm probably not gonna accept the first three apologies. I'm gonna make them beg because that's even better. That makes me feel power and that makes me look good. And it reinforces the fact that this whole thing was their fault. And I know for a fact that many of you have heard that. This is a good one for intimate relationships. You know, I understand that we can't be together and I understand that you want to leave, but let's still be friends. Boy, did Dr. Heidi fall for that one, hook, line, and sinker. The let's be friends thing, you know what that means? Let's say we're still friends because that makes it that you can't really move forward. I can still see and know everything you're doing because we'll stay friends on social media and we'll still talk. But what it does is it, it makes you not be able to move forward and it allows me to do whatever I want because I can say we're only friends. And I know for a fact what this, this happened to me. The let's still be friends kept me from being able to find new friend circles, to find new things in my life, but it allowed the toxic person in my life to go do whatever he wanted because he could always throw it back at me. Well, we're friends. If I would have done the same thing, he would have said, and he did, I thought we were working on it. So it opens the door for them to do whatever they want and keeps the door very closed for you. At the same time, they stay in control. The let's be friends is very tricky. The answer to let's still be friends is no. I'm sorry, we can't be friends. What about the phrase, you would never make it without me? The toxic translation to you will never make it without me is, I do not know how I'm gonna operate if I am not in control of this person. And the fact is, this person probably will totally make it without me, so I must convince them that they're weak so that they don't see their full potential. 
Successful, thriving people are a threat to the control of a toxic person. So they say things like, you will never make it without me. Nobody will ever love you. You wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for me. You can't do anything on your own. That's because they know you totally can. And that means a loss of control for them. So any phrases like that is they need to convince you that you don't have the potential to do what you need to do to be healthy and happy. Here we go. Can we just talk? Can we just talk about this? What they're really saying is, I know if I can just get my foot in the door and get the, their attention for just a minute, I'll be able to make sure that they see this is all they're doing. And I've been, I'll convince them that I'm the, I'm the person they've been needing all along. I've been the best friend. I'm really not that evil a coworker. And they were the ones that didn't treat me well enough. So don't ever fall for the just can we talk, especially if you're trying to go no contact. All they need is an inch and they will take a mile. So the can we just talk is basically them saying, can you just come over here so I can convince you what a bad person you are and that I really am not that bad and you were overreacting. Here's a good one. And this one is only gonna hit a certain demographic in this group, but let's not get a divorce, let's just get a separation to start with and see how it goes. Okay, first thing I need to say, I'm not a crazy, I want everybody to get divorced lady. I am a marriage advocate. And for those of you who don't know that much about me, I have been remarried for eight years. I've been out of my toxic relationship for 12. I absolutely love being married. It is, it's, it's one of the best things that I have in my life. So when I talk about getting divorced, don't think that I want everybody to get divorced. I work with people who learn to understand the toxic person and decide that they can actually live with them since they now understand them. So it's whatever is good for you is what's important. But the let's just get a legal separation, that's the biggest crock of crap I have heard, okay? But it's saying is let's be sure to keep it where I'm still in control of the money, the property. We don't have to have a custody agreement that way and so there's no way you can get power over me. I can stay on your health insurance. Um, you cannot, well, we could even, we can even still live together and just say we're separated, you know, because we're still married. But what that does is it keeps all these little strings attached. And when you leave a toxic relationship, all of those strings need to be cut. So the let's just get a legal separation. Now, I know in different countries, some countries require that you have a separation prior to the marriage. Or, <laughs> Prior, you guys know what I meant, prior to the divorce. But when somebody says, let's just get a legal separation, or you know what, let's just do 50-50 on the kids and let's just work together for custody. That's just one of the areas that they know if we're actually gonna separate, I have to keep as many strings attached as I can. So if I, if I, don't, if I don't let the court set up when I make the child support payment, then I'm in control of me giving you the money, which means if I don't want to give you the money, I won't. That also means that if I don't want to take the kids home on Sunday night and they're supposed to be at your house, I don't have to because there's nothing legally binding. So let's just get a legal separation. Basically says, 
let me stay in control of everything, but I'll let you think that we're not together. How about this saying? You're the only one that gets me. How many have left a toxic relationship or a toxic friendship and you get the, I don't think I can live without you because you're the only one that gets me. Okay, in reality, you're the only one that they have trained to take them back and deal with their crap. You believe their lies, you give them the benefit of the doubt, and you don't stand up to them. So when you're the only one that gets them, you're the only one that hasn't figured out the games that they play, is basically what they're saying. So you're the only one that gets me? Yeah. After listening to Dr. Heidi's podcast, I certainly get you. So don't fall for the you're the only one that gets me. They'll even go as far as going, yes, but you know how I was raised and I, you know, you know why I act the way I do. And the big one is, yes, but I, but I only love you. Really? That just means that I stay here and let you do whatever you want to do so that you can throw the, but you only really love me. I always come back to you. Okay, that is no reason to stay in a toxic environment. Just because they've trained you to stay in a toxic environment and called it, quote, you're the only one that gets me. What they're saying is not what they're meaning when they say you're the only one that gets me. Do you need help with anything? Can I do anything for you? What, that, what they're saying is, I need something from you. So I'm going to act nice and offer to help any way I can. That way you're going to owe me. And I can hold it over your head that I was helpful so that I can get what I need from you. I repeat myself all the time to my clients. Don't ask them for anything. Ask someone else. Don't ask them for anything. When you decide to change the dynamic of a toxic relationship, cut the strings. Don't ask them for anything. If you need something, find somebody else to help you. Because the minute you ask them for anything, you're going to owe them. And they were so nice. And you're never nice to me. And I'm never going to give you extra time with the kids because you never give me extra time. And you're always continually going to owe them, which keeps you under their control. So don't, don't fall into the, do you need help with anything? Do you need me to fix your vehicle? No. There's mechanics all over the place that can fix your vehicle. You're not tied to the toxic person helping you because in reality, did they ever really want to help you when you were in the relationship? And now all of a sudden, do you need me to help you with anything? Doesn't that seem a little ass backwards? And that's, that's the reason you can't listen to what comes out of their mouth. Even though we want to, we're waiting for that person that was in the beginning. We're waiting for the person that we made great memories with or the friend that you laughed all the time with, you're waiting for that person to come back. So when they come back and say, do you need me to help you with anything? <gasps> there they are for a minute. You have to remember that the only reason they're coming back is because they have lost control of you. Which is why no contact is so important. That being said, no contact is also very difficult. But it can be done, and it can be done even if there's children involved. And it can be done even if there's property and financial ties. If you need some instruction or some help with how to do that, let me know. I set up safety plans 
all the time for different types of toxic relationships. And, and the thing I think that clients like about me, I don't know if they like me or not, but what they like about me is toxic people train you very well to operate off a list. You know what I'm saying when you get up in the morning, you have a list of stuff you have to do and you have to do it perfect and you gotta get this done and you gotta do this and you gotta make sure this, this is put in the right place and all of that. Most people coming out of a toxic relationship are very fragile. All you've ever been doing for the last how many years is operating off a list that the toxic person has given you. So until you learn to make decisions on your own, to stand on your own two feet, to stand up for yourself, to ask for help, which are all residual effects of being in a toxic relationship, it's kind of nice to have somebody go, oh, just do this. I just got this text, how should I respond? Don't respond. Yeah, but then they're gonna be mad. Who cares? They're mad anyway. What difference does it make? What's the worst thing that could happen if you don't respond? Oh, you're gonna get five other texts. You're gonna get five other texts anyway. They're gonna talk about me behind my back. They're gonna talk about you behind your back anyway. It's all gonna be my fault. It's always been all your fault. What's the difference? So sometimes it's just nice to have somebody who's been through it to put a different perspective on it. And most people will go, oh yeah, I guess you're right. But as far as the words that come out of their mouth, you have to look back at the cycle you've seen. Do they keep their promises? Do they follow through on threats? Do they, the threats thing, toxic people throw out threats all the time. Now, I'm not saying ignore threats because threats can become dangerous. But in the history of a toxic relationship, if they threaten you, they never have a chance to follow through on the threat because you fix it before they can. And they know that. They know if they threaten you, you'll fix it and they won't have to follow through on it. So chances are they're gonna threaten stuff and not follow through on it whether you fix it or not because they're just words. Again, if it's a dangerous threat, don't ignore that. That's a completely different thing. So when we're talking about exiting or changing the dynamic of a toxic relationship, really watch the communication that you have with them because anything they say and anything they do is totally to regain control. So if you can get by with not reading stuff or having somebody else read it or skimming through it with no emotion, that's how you have to handle it when you're leaving. The words that come out of their mouth are 100% entirely to regain control so that they feel secure. Thank you for listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. If your life is being affected by a toxic relationship, visit coachingwithdrheidi.com and take our free toxicity profile analysis or schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Heidi. You can also follow us on Instagram at Coaching with Dr. Heidi or join our private Facebook group at Strength Within. Take your first step to freedom today. And remember, it's not normal, it's toxic. Thank you.